people here in America that says, hold up there, sir. You're going to tell me you're going to take my freedoms? <laughs> so now you're telling me I can't get on the Facebook or the book face or the, or the Twitter or the Instagram? Or <laughs> I can't get on it as much as I want? What else What else uh, you going to do? What else you going to take from me? Your voice echoes in my mind. in my mind. But since my guy speaks fluent German, this Uber Eats is Uber. This Uber Eats. <laughs> Uber. Let's talk about that. I can see the two dots above the U when you say oh, No stone unturned. Rooney. Bang bang. Welcome. What up, Cynic? Well, I'm hoping I don't have COVID-19. You got that Rona, dog? <laughs> no, nah, let me not even play, dog. Let me not even play. Uh, my wife and I were helping some friends move yesterday, and um, with all the freaking carrying and sweating and all that shit, and then cooling down in between the uh, delivery loads, the truck loads, I think I was probably experiencing a little too much heating and cooling. So I'm feeling, I'm not sick, but, you know, I'm feeling not quite myself. Mm. Plus, I'm also sore from, like, full body sore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm freaking 41, dude. I'm too old to be moving shit like that. Oh and I sit behind God. a computer. I sit behind a computer every day for work. So, you know. I'm dying. <laughs> I really hope that when I'm 41, I, I don't say that I'm too old to do something, man. Fuck. <laughs> Why is Father Time undefeated? <laughs> it's funny, yo, about you saying that. Obviously, you may, not that you have the Rona, but whatever. You, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> when we were out yesterday, we were out watching the game and having dinner, and somebody needed to sneeze. <laughs> and everybody looks at them funny and then the table next to us this girl sneezed like three times in a row oh, okay. and everybody was like yo that's the third time in ten minutes <laughs> like <laughs> legit you're like you know nobody's safe man it's like before corona people had regular colds and people sneeze and people coughed but now nobody wants to do that because they're gonna be labeled you know as the outbreak <laughs> monkey what? My wife gets upset all the time because <laughs> she says I'm cough shaming her. Cough shaming? <laughs> She's like, stop cough shaming me. Because as soon as she coughs, bro, I'm looking at her like. <laughs> oh, that's you get funny. one. You get one cough. <laughs> that is so funny, bro. Because we spoke about that on other episodes of cough shaming. But it's it's so true, man. And it's fucked up because. Not everything is Rona. <laughs> you know, you can just fucking have a dry throat. You know what I mean? I know, man. Maybe I you're know. just congested. Maybe you have a dust mite in one of your fucking, you know, nostrils. And your body's trying to get it out. So you sneeze. But everybody's fucking holding yeah. it in now, man. Crazy but that's, times we're That's living it, in. man. That's the world we live in today. You can't know. You can't know. And, so. and it's funny. The world we live in today is going to be actually what we're talking about today. On a different, you know, different plateau. The world we live in True is crazy, that. man. True that. Crazy stuff. You're going to kick us off with a little Florida woman action? Yes, sir. You know I have to come. I have to come with the heat. You know, I had, a, I had an off game last last podcast, <laughs> all right? Not with my content, but with my, you know, with my fun facts. And so I told Senate, give me Florida woman and give me the fucking quote. All right? The people <laughs> need to know that I'm here to redeem myself. And I'm excited about that. All right, but let's get into Florida woman, man. Let's do it. 
All right, so it states, tourist gets disgusting delivery after ordering from Uber Eats. Oh, God. Now, before I get into this, do you want to guess if if the headline reads, tourist gets disgusting delivery after ordering from Uber Eats? Do you want to guess what they received with their food? Just one. I'll give you one guess. Does, Uber, does the fact that it was Uber Eats have anything to do with it? Is it Hold important on. to the story? Give me a second, you German motherfucker. Everybody says Uber. But since my guy speaks fluent German, this Uber Eats is Uber. <laughs> this Uber Eats. <laughs> this Uber. Let's talk about that. I can see the two dots above the U when you say oh, Uber God. Eats. Here in America, we just say Uber Eats, man. But my my fucking my guy said. I didn't it. even, dude. I didn't even notice that. That's how sad this is right this now. Uber. No, but you know what? That's the way. Don't fuck that. That's the way to say it. That's dope. If anything, I fucking I should start saying Uber. So motherfuckers look at me weird, <laughs> and I'm like, well, buddy, that's the way you pronounce it. There's nothing to feel, you know, ashamed about that. It's just crazy. And and, and Uber is a German thing, right? That did. I mean, it's a German word. I don't. Yeah, the, the company German is American, word. I guess, but it's a German word. Yeah. But I just love how the way you said Uber. I was like, that's fucking dope. Um, so, what, what was your guess? What, what was your guess, though? Did you guess, or did I interrupt you? Well, no, I was just wondering if it makes it, if it, if the fact that it was from that company, if that has any impact on on this disgusting thing. No, it wasn't. No, no it wasn't okay. anything like that. I don't know a dead rat. All right, cool. Okay. And it says in Ball Harbor, Florida, which is actually an area that our mother lived in. Mm-hmm. If you uh, if you recall, an Uber Eats customer was expecting his delivery of Japanese food, and he did get it, but he got a little something extra in the bag as well. Leo, who only wanted to be identified by his first name, is beside himself after he received a pair of soiled underwear with his takeout order. Soiled underwear? Yes. <laughs> Let me continue. Disgusting, unhealthful, is potentially deadly. Leo said, "What do you do if you find this in your food?" Leo, who was visiting Miami for Art Basel, ordered just before 10 p.m. from a nearby Japanese restaurant through Uber Eats app. When it arrived, he walked out of his hotel room to meet the delivery driver. I grabbed the food, and right when I got the food, she took off running. And I was like, that was kind of odd, Leo said. Brushing it off, he walked up to his hotel room and opened the plastic bag. In it, he saw his food in a brown paper bag and something else, Leo said. When I was pulling it out, this is sure a, fan- a fancy napkin, oh, but, it wasn't a- <laughs> but it wasn't a napkin at all. It was a pair of thigh-length underwear stained with what looks like to be human feces. Dude. <laughs> Disgusted, he threw them back into the bag and contacted Uber, the restaurant, and police department. All of them apologized, but they said they couldn't really do anything about it. But Leo said that wasn't good enough. So he called Local 10 News saying that he wanted to make sure people were aware of what was happening. And any other thing you can let pass. But that's not a joke, Leo said. Uber said it provided a... <laughs> Uber said it provided Leo a full refund and said the courier had no prior issues. That's the funniest thing for me. Because when you, when you like... Yeah. Let's say you they fuck up your order, right? One thing about those delivery apps is that just as long as you're not abusing it. Because if, if there's something wrong with your order every time, they'll cancel your account. Because I had a friend that did that. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, they forgot onions. You know, like something mm-hmm, stupid, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. if, if, some, if you tell them something's wrong with the order, they'll credit you back. You could tell them your food was cold and they'll give you all your money back. So basically, when this guy told fucking Uber Eats, yo, I found shit pans in my fucking bag from this crazy ass lady. They're like, all right, we're going to refund your $14.98. And she doesn't have any history of that. Like, that's something regular that they would do. They would refund your $14.98 if your food was cold. So why is that the only thing that happened when they found out that there was shit pants? Mm -hmm. And then they were like, damn, there was, you know, no prior history. I don't even know if the person got a slap on the wrist, but... So we don't even know if she got fired or let go or whatever. It it says because disciplinary action. Yeah, he says because they didn't hold them accountable, the police didn't hold them accountable because Uber didn't do anything but say, "Hey, look, here's your credit back," and we don't have any history. Maybe it was a thing like we can't, we don't know if we can trust you. You know, maybe you're the nut and you're trying to get, you know, one of our people fired. But when he saw that there was no movement happening, that's when he went to local 10 news, and that's how we were able to talk about it on No Stone Unturned. Thank you for that, sir. Leo, you're the man. So the Florida woman was the driver. Florida woman was the driver that stuck the shit pants along with the Japanese food. My goodness. That is, um, yeah, that's pretty freaking disgusting. I'm kind of speechless right now. Hey, uh, Cynic, I got a question for you. What does Uber mean? I mean, what does that stand for? Yeah, so Uber means uh, a couple things in German, actually. Over, 
is one uh, way to use it. Like when something is uh, over something else or above something else. Um, but it could also be like across. So across the street. You know what I mean? Mm. You would say Uber, die Straße. I love so, how you say it, Uber. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it has um, a couple of different usages. Do I sound like a California Valley girl when I say Uber? You know what? You guys all do, actually. I'm realizing that now. Um, I, I mentioned to you that I was talking to a long-lost cousin over the, over the weekend. Huh? Over, I, I spoke to her over the phone for the first time. Mm-hmm. So we were obviously catching up. And she tells me that I speak perfect English, but I have this German accent. And every time I hear that, it drives me crazy. You have a German accent in German or you have a German accent in English? In English. She's talking about my English. Well, you do she have... She was surprised you, you because she said, you, have, you speak perfect English, but it has a German accent. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> have you heard a German person speak English? Because my accent sounds nothing like that. You're absolutely right. I know what you mean. But, I yeah, I was mean. talking with my wife about that, but she said what, is prob- what it probably is, is that I lost the American Uber... Yeah, that fucking annoying twang that Americans have. Surceptive. <laughs> it's probably that I lost that as opposed to me because, I mean, a German speaking English, uh, you know, that, that accent is pretty distinct. Yeah, And I don't have that accent. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's some words that you say, though. Obviously, let Uber be one of them, but there, there's a certain <laughs> there's a certain cadence to your voice, I guess is the best way to say it. And I have I, I can really I think I have the best outlook because I've. I've known you your whole life. Uh, yeah. So I remember how you spoke. Not that it was, you know, drastically different, but I remember how it was, you know, before, you, you know, you left into the military and, and did all what you did and obviously where we are now. And, yeah, there's certain times. I wouldn't say it's a German accent because I know what you mean. And that accent is very... Distinct, yeah. Yeah, very distinct. So n- definitely not like that, but there's, you know, there's some some inflections. We spoke about it the other day. Remember that... <laughs> what was it? Um, we were saying something. You were like, finit. Done. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, got, you got Hitler on me. So I was like, whoa, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I what I would like is, is and then I, after this, I'll, I'll get into the, uh, the fun fact. Yes, sir. What I would like is when you hear that... Point it out I to can't. Me. I love no, you. See, this is I the problem. Can't. I keep hearing this bullshit, <laughs> but no one can tell me why they're saying it. <laughs> this is what drives me crazy. Oh. Like, tell me what it is, because I actually want to know okay. which, what are the words that are uh, that I'm apparently pronouncing. But, but promise that you won't change it, though. If you just want to know, just so you can know, cool. No. But I don't want to tell you so you can try to correct it. I don't think I can change it, even if I All wanted right, to. Cool. All right. So it's because to me, it's normal now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Me and the whole the no stone unturned posse, <laughs> we will let you know, cynic, for sure. Good stuff. All right. Are we ready for some uh, fun fact? Let's rock and roll, baby. Good. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> that was one of them right there. Yeah, I was like, as soon as I said, I was like, uh, it's already out. It's already out. <laughs> that was right. easy. <laughs> Staples. <laughs> All right, fun fact. So, what you got? It turns out that belly buttons are a lot like rainforests. Hmm. Let me explain. Okay. So you know rainforests are known for their like extreme biodiversity, like all kinds of different species um, um, uh, of animals live in rainforests. Ecosystem, yeah. Yeah, so th- that's kind of the background. That's where this is going. So nice. in, in early, uh, uh, again, so I'll repeat it. Belly buttons are a lot like rainforests. In early 2011, a curious research team decided to test one of the body's most rarely scrubbed areas to examine the genetic makeup of the bacteria found in there mm. the belly button they asked 60 volunteers to swab their belly buttons and found that of the 60 belly buttons they found 2368 
so over 2300 bacterial species within those 60 belly buttons 1400 of them now 1458 to be exact were presumed to be new species to science science didn't even know of these species <laughs> i just i'm looking at your reaction on the camera some belly buttons harbored as few as 29 species of bacteria and others harbored as many as 107. The average was about 67 different species of bacteria. Most of the time, the bacteria found in the volunteers' belly buttons appeared in only a single subject. So that's how like diverse the bacteria was, meaning some of them, most of the bacteria was found only in one person. One science writer for instance, apparently harbored a bacterium that had previously been found only in soil from Japan, but he had never himself ever been to Japan. Did you get that? Yeah, I got that. What the f <laughs> That's pretty crazy, right? And, and one more example, and, and then I'm done. Another volunteer who admittedly um, had not washed his belly button in several years, he said. Um, Hold on, but when they say not wash, like... They just forgot it's to put button. soap in there. So they took a shower, but they just never put... Yeah, never actively his stuck his finger in there and cleaned it out. I oh, guess. that's disgusting. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, that person nauseous. hosted... <laughs> that person hosted two species <laughs> of a bacteria called extremophiles. <laughs> Extremophile bacteria are bacteria that are found only in very extreme... Um, are bacteria that are only found in very extreme environments. For example, in the ice caps, so at the North and South Pole, and in thermal vents. So those you know, vents that are all the way at the bottom of the ocean floor that are extremely hot, where nothing but bacteria can live and a few rare species of fish. Yeah, so there goes your uh, belly button fun fact. Yo, I, I literally have, I've had a reaction. <laughs> I've gotten nauseous. I had to drink water. That's disgusting, dude. That's pretty crazy, right? To think that the human body could get to that point is crazy yeah. in itself because it's such an amazing, you know, marvel. Like, it can rejuvenate itself. Obviously, in some situations, it can be its own worst enemy. But in most cases, it's it's amazing. But to know that it can get to that point and it can get that nasty if somebody's just... A fucking pig. Oh, and I, what I was, you know, what I thought about was like, geez, you know how many people trying to be all freaking romantic and sexy are like sucking stuff out of their partner's uh, belly button, you know, like uh, whatever. Type you of know, shit like, you watching, cynic? I never the <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't do it, but you've seen it in films. The belly button, son. Come I've on, seen a lot man. of things, son. I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> I just, I, I don't guess, know. <laughs> I guess you don't watch the movies I watch. Oh, yeah, baby. My thing is this, bro. I'm really weird with my belly button. The only time I'm touching is when I'm washing it, you know? So I don't know. Maybe I don't have a belly button fetish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But that's disgusting, man. Thanks for that that fun fact. Um, I don't think I'm going to eat breakfast now. but um, My pleasure. Nonetheless, thank, thanks for that. And yeah, guys, fucking wash your belly buttons. <laughs> All right, Cynic, so what are we getting into today, man? I know that we touched up on the whole social media kind of phenomenon and how that affects our day-to-day, -day, mm. how it takes over our day-to-day, -day, how it's ruining people's lives, how it's making some people's lives. Some people's lives have completely changed because of social media, and they can say it's because of a positive thing. So I don't think everybody can tell you that social media has a you know, an adverse effect or a negative effect, but we spoke about how prominent it is in our day-to-day -day and how it's shaped our lives, how it's changed the way we yeah. interact with each other. It's even changed us, right? Which is crazy. It's gotten to the point that it's changed us. Exactly. It's not only changing things around us, but it's changing people, all right? There's this uh, documentary on Netflix called The Social... Is it The Social Experiment? Is that it's called The Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. Yeah, I actually caught that documentary this weekend. You know what? I actually watched that documentary with the family. I made them all sit down and watch it. That's genius, bro. <laughs> Tell me that it didn't change. <laughs> like, automatically, it didn't change the way you, you 
were interacting with social media in your personal life? Because I know you're not a big social media guy, so I don't know if for you, like, it was like, yeah, motherfuckers, I told you so. Because, <laughs> mm. you know, you have a different angle. But for me, as soon as I was done with the documentary, I was so much more aware. Mm. And I was like, no, like, I don't care if this person's alive. Well, I don't care if this person liked the photo. I'm not going to fucking open the app right now. Did it change yeah. that for you? Um, in in some ways, it did. I, like, in, in partly, I did feel a bit like I told you so. Because... I know. I've yeah because of what you said with the social media I'm not big on on most of the well-known social media platforms my boy cynics off the grid son <laughs> unfortunately I'm not off the grid uh, which is why I say only partially I felt that way because I did still Stop. notice you just did it right now partially what? only felt that way that was German as fuck Oh, Partially okay. Only felt thank that you. Way. Thank I you. I love you. I'm here for you. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so where was I? <laughs> that um, you were kind of like the I told you so, but you only yeah. On the one that. hand, exactly. On the one hand, I felt that way, but on the other hand, I I recognize some of my behaviors. For example, with my like my phone. Yeah, like how, when I the things that I do watch and listen to on my phone. Mm-hmm. How I you know. How I interact with it. Um, so when I'm watching videos, for example, on YouTube, um, or the fact that, you know, first thing I grab in the morning is my cell phone, you know, that kind of stuff. So I definitely saw some of my behaviors in there, and um, it did give me stuff to think about myself. Yeah, for for my family, it was. I'm not really sure. I mean, my son, I, I think my son was more annoyed <laughs> about it. <laughs> Why? Than anything. Um, you don't play, yo. That little man's <laughs> a savage. Love that kid. Because he's, well, okay, first of all, he's probably traumatized a little bit. Because every time we watch some documentary <laughs> like that. It's on we, how social we, media is destroying your life. Yeah, we, we immediately start to... to Put changes and make changes in the house, right? Oh, so it's affecting his his environment. It's not just a yeah, yeah, you yeah. know a casual film for him. Yeah, but also I think he, in some aspects, I think he tried to justify his usage and say that he doesn't use it as much or he doesn't use this platform or that platform. But you know, we talked about it, and he definitely has his um, social media or let's say the thing is. Social media is one thing, but the use of the phone in general, yeah, let's say generally. Um, for example, like remember when, I don't know if you remember in the video, there was one very specific part where the guy was talking about when you want to like reload the screen on whichever app it was. You just pull it down, yeah, mm-hmm. and it shows, and, and then it reloads, and when it re- reloads it, it shows you a new video on top. I guess yes. it was YouTube. Right. And YouTube is actually my problem, right? Because I, I have specific things that I like to watch. Yeah. News, whatever. But like from independent guys on YouTube, not the main, just the mainstream media and some other things. And um, when I'm watching my videos, it's always these clips. And so I watch it. It ends. And if whatever is next on the list isn't something I want to watch, I refresh it. Right. And they remember distinctly the guy saying it's kind of like a slot machine because you're just refreshing and see what pops up next. And, re- and I know for a fact that I've done exactly that because I'm just like, I've already saw what I want to see. Show me something else that I want to see. I don't want to see the other stuff you're suggesting. And so that interaction, I definitely saw myself in. And my son, he's big in YouTube as well, but for him it's games. So he watches video gamers, you know, when they're playing and even he has to admit that he's um, he's on it way too much. You know what I mean? Man, it's hard. It's hard. I think it's hard to find somebody, with the exception that maybe you're like a baby boomer or something, you know. But I would say millennial generation X, and it's hard to find somebody that doesn't have some type of you know hand in the game. You know, like you may not have Instagram or Facebook. But you kind of have your YouTube thing that you like to watch, you know, which is still not as bad, though. You know, like if I had a choice, I'd rather do the YouTube <laughs> than than the Instagram or Facebook, because I feel like when you're on the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, those are like the the main ones. 
Mm. That's like the fucking mothership, you know, and YouTube mm. is, is one of the tentacles. Um, I just thought it was amazing to see how it was, how everything is thought out. You know, everything, there there isn't anything that, that they do that's by mistake. And I, and what's, what's uh, alarming as well is how we give them permission to do so much with our personal information just by downloading the app. Yeah. You know, what we're giving up that we're not fully aware of just by saying we want this app on our phone or we want, you know, to be cool and be able to talk about the latest thing trending on Twitter. Yeah. It's uh it feels kind of like a setup, you know, because to be honest, how can you So I say it feels like a setup because on the one hand, I think they try to let's say cover their asses by by saying they they they're giving you the information, yeah, mm-hmm. about what they're doing with the, your data, how they use it, whatever. They give it to you in these terms and conditions that they know no one reads. They know no one reads it, but they don't really care no one reads it because all they have to do is to meet like the law is make sure that you, they show those terms and conditions to you and that you tick that box saying you read it. But nobody reads through. And if even if they start to read through it, they're never. most people don't finish reading through it because it's in some ridiculous language, legal and all, language. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, that jargon, is, as they yeah. say. And what it boils down to is that if you don't check the box, you don't get the fucking app. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's not like you have the opportunity to say, well, I want the app, but I don't agree to these terms. Mm-hmm, That's not an mm-hmm. option. It's either you take the app on these terms or fuck off. Yeah. So everybody's like, well, I want the app. So there you go. And man, it's insane. It's, it, it's really, I really like the way they did it where they had sit down interviews with people, major people, like people that started Twitter or mm-hmm. Facebook or or. or were there in those beginning stages, you know, huge roles that, that they played in, in getting those things off the ground. It was interesting to see how they filmed it because they, they actually had, like, people reenacting what Facebook would do, right? And they have these, mm-hmm. you know, reoccurring scenes where it seems like they're, like, in the mothership. And mm-hmm. it's it's like we're puppets, man, and they're pulling our strings, you know? they Yeah, that's how they depicted it. Yeah, yeah they, they record everything that we do. Individually, it creates kind of profiles, and now it knows how to get you to stay on their app longer. So if I'm on Instagram, for example, and I'm looking at all these marching band videos, and I'm marching, looking at drumline videos, and I'm looking at DCI videos and Blue Devil videos, which I do look at, now I understand why on my Explore tab, they're already recommending those videos to me yeah. because they've studied me. They, they, you, they, even, they even know how long how much time you you stay on one picture. Like, it has a timer. So as you're scrolling and you stop on a picture, they're recording for how long you're on the picture for, bro. Yep, yep. If I would have known that it was going to be this level of intrusiveness, I definitely would have took a harder look because I'm already out there, baby. I'm in too deep, (laughs) you know? I'm in the fucking matrix. Yeah, but imagine. I mean, imagine if you would have known and you would have decided not to participate. Then you're the odd man out, right? I mean... You, you you would hope that everyone would make that decision, but there's plenty of people, the majority maybe, who wouldn't. And then, and then you're the you're the one fool out there who's like, no, I don't have WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I don't have any of that. <laughs> and then people just forget about you because they're like, all right, fool, whatever. I'm not gonna send you an email. <laughs> it's like they it's like they went ahead and they they went and they said, all right, we're gonna build this great new town. Mm. And if you want to come to this great new town, you're more than welcome. And if you don't want to come, you don't have to come, right? And let's say there's 10 people in your community, including you, and all nine move to that fucking town. <laughs> now you're left looking around like, damn, bro, nobody's here. Like, you're the odd man out. Yeah. So then, you you know, you can be the guy living in the woods for a bit off the grid and hoo-hoo-ha-ha-ha, but eventually you're going to fucking want to go. Were those ape sounds? Hoo-hoo-ha-ha-ha, <laughs> right? <laughs> Eventually, you're going to want to fucking go ahead and, and eat filet mignon, man, and have AC and do what the other people are doing. What I found interesting, though, is that they made a, they, they made a good point to communicate in the documentary that... Look, I just got, a, I just got one from Instagram. Hey, uh-huh. you're not on. 
What are you doing? Come back. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Senek, <laughs> but it's happening as we're fucking recording this. Yeah, one of the arguments they made, which which is a fair argument, and I'm glad they made it, is that the idea behind the tools originally, and even some of the features in the tools, was not meant to make people addicted, necessarily. Like, I mean, we can't say for sure that there was no one in the room who was trying to make that happen. But um, from the people who were supposedly involved in creating some of these things, you know, they saying clearly, like, we we just wanted to, I don't know, make things easier. Like like you mentioned with the, or, or make the experience better, like you mentioned with the videos, right? So you you like these videos, so now they're just recommending other videos they think you might like so that you can watch more videos that you like. Nah, but I mean, even even at the beginning, man, I mean, I'm sure they started it with, with the intentions of connecting people, right? And then once they're exactly, like, all right. Exactly, that's we, what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah we, we, have, we have something here, so fuck, let, fuck it, let's build on it now, right? But once you make the decision to build on it and say, now we want to grow this and see where it goes, now you have a different mentality. Now it's switched. Now it's how do we get people on the site? Yeah. And that's where where we where we fall, you know. I know initially when it was first birth, it probably wasn't meant to come in and, and disrupt people's lives. But once you made the decision to say, let's grow this thing, let's see what we can do with this thing, let's see what we can do to bring people to the site, that's where these tactics come into play. And you have exactly. this type of craziness. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And they even addressed that too, because they were saying, you know, a lot of these companies and not to <laughs> these companies are billion dollar companies so let's not let's not pretend to feel sorry for them but these companies publicly traded companies have a mandate let's say to do whatever they have to do to create profit and to continue to create profit right and then that's where it gets into what you were saying so that means if they're not charging you for the app or for whatever the software is they have to find a way to make money. The only way to make money is advertising. Ads. Mm -hmm. Right? And the only way to get, for them, for, the, for advertisers to want to advertise with them. You need numbers. Is when, if they can tell the advertisers, look, we can, we, we can show them the, your advertisements as much as you want and guarantee you, so, you know, as an increase, whatever, whatever, whatever. But then that's when this initially, initial feature that will start to help you gets transformed into something to take advantage of you. And and that's the problem where all those companies are in now because imagine if they try to say, okay, we're going to take this particular feature out. And the consequence of that is that they'll have potentially less people either using or less eyeballs um, on that particular feature because they took it out. They could actually be doing something that could harm the company financially. And... And they can't do that, right? They have yeah. these stakeholders and these boards of whatever. So they're in a, they're also in a shitty situation, and we're all in a shitty situation because of it. the The thing what I what I find most disturbing about it is how it's creating more and more polarization, because that same feature. Let's stick with that feature, that one where it's showing you video recommendations based on what you've watched. That same feature is the one that's showing Trump supporters all the things that they like to watch. Yep. Their conspiracy things, their, you know, the left is this and, you know, Trump is, is that. And the same on the other side. Yeah, the people who are against Trump, who hate Trump, or whatever, they get all the videos they want to see. And they see all the idiot, idiotic things Trump has said that he's done. Yeah, and all the great things that the Democrats have done and said. And it just, and that's, and you keep getting fed that same shit. And you get also recommendations from YouTubers who are just, they're, they're just Joe Schmo, right? Yep. They're nobodies. Yep. They just get on behind a, a video camera. You know, we're, we got behind a, mic, a microphone, right? Yep. And, and they are spouting stuff that may or may not be true. Who knows? And, and it just reinforces it. And then it, people get more and more polarized, more and more polarized. And that's the thing that's more disturbing, right? All from this feature that was meant to help show you the content you want to watch. <laughs> it's, 
it's crazy. They they said that um, on Twitter, study shows that fake news on Twitter spreads six times faster than mm-hmm. real news. Mm-hmm. Fake crazy. news, you know, because it's like sensational, I guess, <laughs> right? Because it's so it's so like oh, it gets your attention that people immediately like retweeting it. Because the real news is freaking boring compared to the fake news. You think technology is a drug? Uh, I think it could absolutely be a drug. I mean, people can get addicted to it. They are addicted people to are. it. People are. People are. It was crazy because it even showed in the documentary that the people that helped code this shit and, you know, create this shit were falling into the same, the same trap. things, the same traps that they were setting out for everybody else. Yeah. That's how bad it is. And no one thought, I think, I, don't, I, I honestly believe that no one thought when, they, when this started to take off, this whole, you know, this modern technology with the phones and everything that we can now have at our fingertips. I think the one guy even said it. I mean, nobody thought really that this is where we would end up, right? And even now, like, you could see all of those negative aspects of it. But at the same time, that phone that's in our hands has... Like, I don't know how much more computing computing power than, like, the first space shuttle that went out into the, you know, moon. Yeah. And we have all this information at our fingertips. So we could potentially use it for what it was intended, you know, to benefit us and to benefit society or whatever. Whatever utopian dream was when they came up with it. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, like everything else, <laughs> someone wants to find some way to take advantage of people. And there you go. This is where we are. Scary. It's pretty disappointing. <laughs> it's scary. I'm thinking, man, what if they're what if they're taking all this information and they're storing it, man? Think about it, bro, right? Like all this stuff that they're all these analytics that they have because they were talking about even in the documentary that you know, they've created software to figure out your patterns. They know when you're depressed. They know when you're if you're an introvert, they know if you're an extrovert, you know, they know if you broke up with your ex. They mm-hmm. know, you know what I mean? They, they're, these programs are studying you. What if they're mm-hmm. saving all this information? So when the robots start coming into play, they have, they have data on your ass and they take over, man. I know it's, I know it's left field, but what if, yeah. what if they're storing all this information, man, to, to really come in and fuck shit up? Well, storing it, they are. Like the you know they say that when something when something's on the internet it's there forever. It's forever. So you know you might not necessarily know where it's stored. You might not necessarily have direct access to it after you know a certain time after it's been quote deleted for example. But but it most likely exists somewhere, right? And yeah, I mean. It's almost too much to really imagine, but I, I think that it really is the case that whatever it is that we've put online from our, about ourselves exists somewhere. And if at some point somebody, maybe with another great idea for humanity, creates some way to harness all that for, quote, good, we're all in a lot of trouble as soon as uh, Mr. McGreedy comes around the corner and finds a way to use that against us. Uh, and yeah, maybe it won't be robots, but you don't even need robots. All you need is a couple asshole, you know, people to to use it for the wrong reasons. Like these countries as well. Yeah, these these um uh, what do they call them? <laughs> Sorry, Russians. <laughs> Yeah, these countries where where you have dictators or these you know, what are they what do they call them strongman uh, governments whatever mm-hmm. they're called where they're controlling what their people see do whatever and it's been that's one of the things they talked about like it's been used by governments as well to like instigate um, action or to block information and. They're using these same tools for, you know, for, for that kind of stuff. That's why when they, when they were talking about the only thing that would really work at this point is to put rules, laws in place. Because it's like well, the only industry, I don't want to say the only, but it's one of the, one of the only industries that, you know, work operating at the level that it's operating 
impacting humanity the way it's been impacting humanity that doesn't have any real regulation. That's crazy. That's freaking crazy. That's the scary. That's the scariest part of it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because the people who are in charge, yeah, in governments are are old fogies who don't know much about tech or what it is, but they they don't seem all that concerned at all about this really like this behemoth industry that has so much information about us and so much control over our behavior being unregulated. That is freaking madness. And it shows that like nobody's untouchable. You know, those old fogies, let's say if somebody wanted to start a rumor about them and there was enough people behind it to back it, that shit could affect their livelihood, bro. That's yeah. how that's how strong this shit is. That's how dangerous yeah. this shit has become. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody is is out of its reach. So people should be more, you know, th- those people that are in those places and in those positions should be more aware of it, man. And, you know, I think we should have timers, man. I think there should be hard timers on social media. And every every person has a certain amount of time that, that they can spend on social media a day. And once they hit that time, they're not able to use it till, till the next day. Mm, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. I think that, like, we need to take those type of steps. And again, you're gonna have those people here in America that says, "Hold up, there, sir! You gonna tell me you gonna take my freedoms? <laughs> so now you're telling me I can't get on the Facebook or the book face or the or the Twitter or the Instagram? Or <laughs> I can't get on it as much as I want? What else? What else yeah. you gonna do? What else you gonna take from me? So you're gonna have those people and you're gonna have those voices, and that's gonna slow shit down. But I, I think that's although extreme, I think that it's something that it, it could be a start. Yeah, I mean, it's like something that has to be maybe tackled in multiple fronts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that way what you're mentioning is more of a... Last resort. A, a personal, <laughs> like it's a it's an individual yeah, for sure. limit, right, for sure. on usage. Yeah. But also in terms of regulation... Holding um, them accountable. Yeah, yeah like mean, for sure. telling them like what you can and can't do with this information, um, taxing them. There was one really interesting thing that they mentioned or a point of view they mentioned in there where they said, look, we tax all these other industries for um, whatever, you know, whatever it is they produce or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, we should start taxing these guys on the data. You know how much data they're processing? They should be taxed on that somehow. You know, that's also another source of income. I mean, these guys are ridiculously rich. It's not like the, the, it's going to, you know, put them out of business or something. But that's what, it's another thing that they could do. There's so much that could be done. But I guess it's all still, relatively speaking, super early. Yeah, this is like it's still super young, I mean. But are we really surprised that a major company is getting, you know, breaks on taxes? When Amazon didn't pay taxes last year and how much billions of dollars they made yeah and it's Jeff, the infrastructure Jeff Bezos is disgusting bro Jeff Bezos inf- is disgusting. he can he can solve world hunger by himself like he can make a, a decision and he can and not and, and not be broke because if i'm not saying like give up everything <laughs> you know and, and you not now you're fucking broken no you can s- solve world hunger with the amount of money that you have and still be good <laughs> that's how much fucking money this guy he should has. be he he's he's so rich he should be actually embarrassed he should be embarrassed that he's accumulated so much goddamn money <laughs> and that there's anyone on this planet who's missing something. Well, I don't know, starving or can't get an <laughs> you education. Should, you should no feel school. guilty. He should feel guilty for everything, for everything. <laughs> at this point. Because this dude makes too much money. It's ridiculous. Period. No one person needs that much money. <laughs> I agree. But don't tell me that I have a limit on the amount of money I can make now, sir. Okay? <laughs> in my freedoms. One thing that I that really caught my attention, man, is how it's we, we talked about not only how it's changing the world around us, the physical world around us, how we interact mm-hmm. with the things on on a day to day, but it's changing us. And it shows mm-hmm. that study shows that kids aren't interacting with each other as much as they used to because of social media. You know, which we always knew, right? Because when we were, damn, are we those people now? <laughs> we were kids. <laughs> Back in our day. Back in our day, sonny. When, when we, we had to walk uphill both <laughs> ways to get to school. With no shoes on. 
they, they always had the hardest trek. Every morning we have to go through a hurricane to get to school. You have it good. Calm down. Yeah, the the way we, we spoke about how it's affected the world the world around us, but it's really starting to change us. And when we were younger, I was playing basketball all day. We're you know, I remember playing football, playing baseball. Like yeah, we yeah, were outside we, all the time. We were outside yeah. all the time playing manhunt, throwing eggs on Halloween. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> play ding dong door ditch, not to call it the other thing, because yeah, we were out all the freaking time, man. And technology, a lot of people say, yeah, because technology wasn't as advanced, so you guys didn't have much of an option. And maybe that's the truth, but I know that a lot of good came from that because mm-hmm. it allowed us to interact with other people and, and be outside. Something as simple as being outside and having the sun bounce off of your skin. And you're receiving that vitamin D, which is something that you need. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as that, that doesn't take much interaction with somebody else. But something as simple as that is lacking. And and now these kids aren't socializing as much with, with each other. So now it's starting to change how people interact with each other. Now it's making more people introverted, if anything. Which yeah. not to say that being an introvert is a bad thing. You know, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to say that at all, but when more people are one side of something than the other, it throws things off balance, right? Mm-hmm. I think when you have your normal mixture of introverts and extroverts, that's a beautiful thing because that's balance, right? But when we have more people on the introvert side tipping the scale, that's where it gets scary because now we forget how to communicate as a society and we kind of reconstruct that. And now there's only a certain way that we know how to communicate with you, and it's by a screen. It's not by going out and having lunch with you. You know, it's by having a Zoom call with you or, you know, having something technically driven because it's simpler and it's easier. And especially now with this whole COVID thing, you know, people have flocked to, to technology to keep them entertained. Yeah. So these guys fucking loved it. You know, is there a conspiracy out there that Facebook is behind COVID-19? Did I just drop it, son? Did I just crack the fucking case, B? You're going to start trending in a minute. And it, it also showed, too, Cynic, before you get in there, that less kids are even getting their, their driver's license. Like, I, I remember I love driving, man. You you know what I mean? I, I remember asking you all the time, yo, can I drive your car? Like, I remember the first time I got behind a go-kart. I always had this infatuation with driving. I remember the day after my 15th birthday, I went to get my restricted so I could get supervised driving. Like, that was something that was so exciting to me. And, and now kids don't even care, man. They'll just move I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that statistic. Like, where is it? Because I can't imagine in, in a place like Miami where you can't get anywhere without a car. No, we have Uber now, man. Remember Uber. Oh, yeah. You know, I've never been in an Uber. What? No, because, I mean, that, that shit only came here... I don't know, fairly recently, I think. But I don't know how long it's been here. It, has, it hasn't been here that long. It wasn't here like as long as it's been over there. And uh, I guess I'm not the the target the target audience for it, you know, the target <laughs> user. So before we used to call taxis, yeah? Say what you will, it was a company driven by a professional taxi driver. I don't like the idea of Joe Schmo showing up in his car and taking me somewhere. I just can't wrap my head around it even though i don't know the taxi driver either but just that distinction that i know that this is a person who whether you get good service or not is not the point but at least they have a person at least they have a social security number on file (laughs) (laughs) it seems like anybody can drive for these companies well some of the stories you hear and and it leads into what you're saying like it's crazy you know you don't know these people and they do fucked up shit sometimes so i get you man I was looking looking up online and just seeing what the kind of what the talk is, you know, about this video because it's trending now, I guess, on Netflix. So mm-hmm. it's now everyone's talking about it, and you know, as soon as everyone's talking about it, you have someone itching to come out with a counterpoint. Yeah. yeah. And I was reading a blog. I won't even mention where it's from because I don't want to give them any more views. But they were trying to come out like saying basically saying that the documentary is kind of bullshit because xyz whatever of course they're gonna say that i read it i read it because i did want to read the counterpoint and to be fair there were one or, one or two things in there what i where i thought okay fair enough you know social media isn't the only cause for why things are screwed up today that's one of the things they said that's true i, I would agree with that i would agree with um, that. yeah 
but you know, at the same time to kind of throw the video or the documentary under the bus because it's pointing out stuff that maybe makes you feel uncomfortable. I don't know. Uh, the fact is that whether they meant to do it or not, they're developing a lot of these things, whether it's pure social media like Twitter or Instagram or whatever, or if it's something more like a YouTube, it doesn't matter. The They're developing these things. They had this one guy that he was almost like the main guy they were interviewing. He was... Um, some kind of an ethicist, an eth- a design eth- uh, ethicist or something like that. Ethicist, ethicist. Yeah, he was into the ethics of design. Yeah, okay. These things are designed in a way that manipulates you. That's the point. That's the fact. I mean, you can't argue against that. You don't need to believe that social media is the only reason for why things are screwed up. No, but what we are saying is contributing to it and it's making all the other shitty stuff feel and seem even more shitty even faster you know because it's another thing everything happens faster with everything being so you know digital now so and and everything everything that we maybe already experienced is happening quicker and on a bigger scale including the polarization of people right so yeah i read the article the, the blog it annoyed me a little bit but because it had some points you know i wanted to share it or at least share that much of it because there there are there are critics yeah and they may have some some valid arguments but i think all in all this is a new phenomenon that we are just not really prepared to deal with right not not legally um not uh, socially you were talking about how it's changing how it's changing like our behaviors, our behaviors and i was yeah. wondering how it's changing how it might be changing us physiologically that as well. They Maybe said we're that we're going to change into a different species. No, they they said that some people they predict that there's going to be an extra bone back here mm. on the stem at the very top part of your spine. Mm-hmm. You know, at from the base of your neck over, oh, from being hunched over so much and looking at the oh. screen. That in 50 years we're going to our body is actually going to change because we're always constantly looking down. You're going to have people developing slightly longer thumbs. Yes. So that they can easily do. <laughs> so they can swipe. It's going to be what... a new species. Man. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there was one. And now I remember the other thing I wanted to mention that it was actually quite disturbing is uh, the number of suicides. Oh, no. Man, it's horrible, man. That was crazy. That was crazy. As I said at the very beginning, you know, for some people, it's changed their life for the better. But for, for other people, man, that are on the wrong side of things, you know, you put somebody who's just fucking evil behind the keyboard and they can push these kids to to want to end it all. And they do over and over and over and over and over again. It's tough to uh, to see those numbers and to see how high they are and, and to know that nobody's really doing anything. Yeah, about those it, those know? those teenage and uh, sorry, teen and preteen. Yeah, they had a graph where they showed the the increase in in suicide of teen and preteen girls yeah because girls for whatever reason are more susceptible to mm-hmm. the kind of um bullying they call it here mobbing i mean i can't imagine like for them it must be really tough dude because you remember how it was when we were in school yeah um dealing with dickheads right mm-hmm. and now when these group of so so-called friends or whatever that would normally their, their shitty behavior would normally be kept in school right now they can just bully and mob you all the time because they create their little social groups on these platforms and talk shit about you and share photos about you and i mean that kind of pressure is crazy and it's kind of no wonder that you have these teen and preteen girls who don't know how to deal with that yeah, and they choose like the ultimate out, yeah, and they man. commit suicide. That's crazy. It's a recipe for for destruction, man. Because you have somebody. I mean, that can affect an an, an adult, you know. Because I know that it's even driven adults yeah. to that point. But it seems like that demographic, you know, having girls that that are that young fall in in, in that kind of dark place where where they end it all. It's because they're still figuring out who they are. 
You mm-hmm. know, they haven't come along enough, far long, far long enough yet in life, where they feel like they have a good grasp to who they are. You know, so because they're at that very tender age, that very vulnerable age, of they're kind of you know going through all these things, their hormones are changing, they're trying to figure out who they are, and again now they're on the on the wrong side of something. Now they're being bullied. They don't know how to stand on their own too. You know, they're not strong enough. And if they don't have the right support system around them, imagine, bro, we talked about shitty parenting. So think about how many kids are unsupervised, bro. Think about how many kids are just left with tuna fish, sliced bread. Here's a cell phone. Call me if you need me. And their parents are God knows where. So they have nobody to turn to. They don't have a, you know, maybe they, they don't have a sibling or maybe their siblings are fucked up. You know, they don't have nobody to turn to, man. And these fucking little computers that we have in our pocket so I mean, who doesn't have a cell phone yeah there, there's fucking there's cell phones are, are so plentiful that we have kids having cell phones now these things are everywhere man so they get lost in this box mm-hmm. and the shit that happens in this virtual world of can and has the tentacles to reach the physical world it has and it's doing it and although there are good things that come from social media you know for example the distance that you and i have you know, if it isn't for social media, sometimes it could be tougher, right? Even something like the messages, uh, message apps that we use or, or, or yeah. something like that, right? So there are good things that come from that. I don't want to paint this out to be something where social media is, 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 is the devil. Yeah. Bobby Boucher, social media is the devil. <laughs> I don't want to paint it out to be that. But I just feel that it's come along so much. We know how much work they've put in. We know how much... We know that they've gone to the extent that to build programs to study us and our habits to find ways to keep us on. If we know they've gone to that extent, right, that should be a red flag in itself. Yeah. Right. And there, there needs to be something that morally resonates with us when we start seeing those type of things. Because if they weren't looking to keep us glued to these screens, they wouldn't go to those to those lengths. They yeah. can still make their money and they can just let us connect. But when you see that they're doing things to keep us on there, that's when we have to be like, we have to reevaluate this and we have to start holding parties accountable. And it has to come on the individuals as well. And that's why I'm glad that Netflix came out with that documentary. I haven't been on social media. You know, I'm in Orlando right now, up here for Food and Wine Festival, which we're actually going to go to after this podcast. Yesterday, I I did the the Animal Kingdom, which was dope, the Avatar ride. Um, But because I'm out doing things, it already knows that I'm on my phone less. Right. Because I'm enjoying the things around me Mm -hmm. more, even though I might be taking pictures here and there, but I'm not actually on on the on the app. And I see it that it's boom, sending me notifications. This person's on live. This person posted a new picture. This person like your comment. Right. Because it wants to draw me back in because it knows that I spend X amount of time on social media a day and he's not on it. So we need to bring him back. Right. When it's getting to that point, man, we really got to start. We really got to start evaluating things, reevaluating things, and to know that it's it's a it's affecting me in that in that way, it's already changed the way I'm interacting. Because now I'm I'm looking at those 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 same notifications that I used to love. I'm looking at them now and I'm laughing. I'm like these motherfuckers, man, they're doing it, and I and I've been I've been doing it. I've been you know being caught by the this whole yeah. this huge technology bug. I'm just as guilty. And it's already changing the way I'm interacting. So hopefully this is not something that is only going to change me for a week and I forget about it. I'm hoping that I'll be more aware. I want to tell a story before we leave real quick, Cynic, and I'm proud of myself for this. You know, where I live, it's a bird sanctuary. So we have all these exotic birds depending on the season. Mm-hmm. And we have everything from hawks to woodpeckers to blue jays, um, you know, to Egyptian geese and it's fucking mallard ducks, everything, bro. Like, it's, it's like fucking jungle. So... Long story short, um, I'm in my office. My office faces the outside front yard. Mm-hmm. And there's a small palm tree right in front of my window. And a blue jay comes and lands on it. And I'm, I'm, my desk faces the window, right, purposely. And I have my blinds open. I like that daylight, right? And as um, I have the, the, the window slightly cracked, I like to hear the ambiance, right? Like, that, that soothes me. So I have the window slightly cracked and... You know, I'm doing my thing. I got my tunes playing. A blue jay comes and lands on the palm tree. And, man, I get a beautiful shot of it. So close that I feel like I can touch it. And the first thing I do is I reach for my phone. Because <laughs> I want to record that moment. Yeah. And I caught myself. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I put my phone down. And I just enjoyed the moment, man. 
You know, yeah. I just enjoyed the Blue Jay and I kept it here versus That's for you. trying to keep it. Because yeah. think about it, man. There's a meme that, that, that that's on social media that says, oh, the devil, social media, the devil, that says, stop, don't take pictures on 4th of July with your phone because you're never going to go back <laughs> and see them again. <laughs> and it's so true. We take uh, so much garbage. Oh, we're so quick to go ahead and document it and have to ship, bro. We don't even go back and, you know, when it's time, when, when your phone's running out of memory, those are the first things that you're deleting. And you never went back and even took a second look at it, you know? So I put the phone down and I enjoyed the moment and I and it was it was beautiful man oh that's that's nice though that's nice that's a that is a good story because whenever you whenever you have those moments that that's when you're that's when you're in the moment because you reacted man. to it and you realized turn off autopilot i'm actually going to watch this and just keep and just this memory it. for me that's it yeah man fucking beautiful man all right here's my quote man you ready drum roll nah no drum roll <laughs> When you're browsing through these images on Instagram, just remember that real life is in your heart, your smile, your family, your surroundings. Pictures online will make you believe that you are not enough, like you need to do something more, more exciting, be more physically beautiful, be bigger than you are. It's a lie, a net of fleeting fantasy. You are real. You are beautiful. You are enough. Go be in the world and stop comparing yourself to world selfies. Unknown. That's what's up. That was a good one. I think we can call that a redemption. That's <laughs> from it. last week. <laughs> and you saw I had my Morgan Freeman voice on. <laughs> my cadence was on point. In all seriousness, I, I really, it really did speak to me, and I think it's a great message, a great m- reminder to hopefully get us back on track to to the important things, you know, that really matter, man, and um, not get lost in this virtual world. Real quick, man, I. I'm on the Avatar ride yesterday, right? Which I love this movie. Like, as, as soon as this movie came out, I'm the guy that went and watched it IMAX 3D, right? And, and guys, side note, make sure when you watch a 3D movie that it's shot in 3D and it hasn't been recomposed or trans, transposed to 3D because uh, when it's transposed, they're just stealing your money. Uh, but that movie was shot in, in 3D, right? So an amazing experience. You know I'm a visual guy. So I was just like in awe with the movie. So I'm on the ride yesterday, and I'm finally doing the ride for the first time, super excited. And I catch myself smiling the whole time because it's, man, it's such a, it's, it, and anybody who's written it, you know what I mean, why, why I'm like, uh, uh, because it's amazing. It's amazing, dude. It's just like the movie, like when you saw the movie the first time, remember the impression that it gave you? It's that. Yeah. And now you feel like you're kind of fucking in it because obviously you're on this, this, this whole ride. And the whole time that I'm on it, I'm smiling and I'm like, man, I'm so proud of us. As, as you know, in a way, it was weird. I was like, I'm so proud of us as a race that we were be able to, we were able to build technology to get to a point to make these people, to make people feel things like this. Because I think everybody should be able to feel things like this. So it wasn't so much the ride; it was just being so grateful for the feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I think about it as like, I'm grateful for technology, and that's mm-hmm. the same thing we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes we don't have to choose. I don't think technology is necessarily a bad thing but i do think technology could definitely be a detriment at times so i love the quote man because i think it hopefully recenters us and and allows us to keep in mind what's right and what's important man yeah i i you just remind me um the last point i'll make on it it's really it's a tool right it's like a tool mm-hmm. like any other tool yeah and we also wouldn't ban cars because people are getting killed driving cars or they're hitting people with cars, right? Or planes, it, right? Same. Or planes. Exactly. Instead, yeah. we regulated it. That's what we did, right? So it's like we found this new tool and we're just learning right now where are the limits to what we should be doing with it and how we should use it. In these early days, we're using it for good and for bad. And at some point, I hope, we'll learn that, okay, we need to start putting some limits on certain things so that we use it more for the good yes. and not for the bad. I agree. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. Good show, brother. Then uh, we will uh, bid the people adieu until next week. You did it again. Is that was that adieu? Adieu, man. That's French, man. Oh, shit. hold up, man. Hold I'm international, baby. Hey, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cynic. Yo, great show. Thank you, uh, everybody, for for hanging tight with us. As always, we will catch you guys on the other side. Take care of yourselves and each other. That's right. We'll catch y'all next week. Juice. Rapper Rooney. Peace.